America, Washington, D.C., signing on. To another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org and hosted by me, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, best-selling author, number one best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, found over on Amazon.com and coming at you live, of course, here in the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of Rule. Northern North Carolina. Quick shout out to the show sponsors, ResistTheMainstream.com. All the news that is not fit to print according to the mainstream media. That's why it is ResistTheMainstream.com. ResistTheMainstream.com has a lot of really great takes on alternative media sourced from the mainstream media. They're filling in the gaps out there should be a daily read it is a daily read on me normally i will check that uh first thing in the morning when i'm sitting here sipping my coffee um and uh shout out to stocking mill uh stocking mill coffee totally unsolicited advertisement for them i'm just a big fan of their work but uh sitting here sipping a little bit of stock mill coffee reading the headlines and resist the mainstream has some of the best information out there on the nets so definitely give them a look and of course the Horve Morvic show over on tntradio.com Horve Morvic I have been on a couple of times with him very much looking forward to getting him on the podcast and being back on his show in the near future Got a little bit of uh, room in the schedule and uh, look for some content getting kicked out. And uh, always really a good time. Jorge is is uh, very, very well-read, got a lot of life experience uh, living outside of the United States. And um, I think his insights on Mexico in particular are very very good. But uh, Jorge Morvik, you can download his show on TNTradio.com and, of course, Podbean. Anywhere else that you get your podcasts, you will be able to find his show as well as all the other great hosts over on TNT Radio. And they have got some great stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really an honor to be included as a guest on there because... Uh, I'm subscribed to all of their shows, uh, all of their hosts, and seeing the quality of some of the guests that they have. I mean, all their guests are, are very high quality on, on all the shows that they have, but um, 
you know, General Flynn being on there, uh, Gerald Salente being a guest on there, um, just really, really top-notch, top names, and uh, being ranked among them, being, being invited to that table is a big honor for me. And uh, I'll tell you what else is a really big honor for me is had the first podcast in some time going up yesterday. Um, you know, we hadn't we hadn't really kicked out a whole lot of content. And, you know, th- there was reasons for that. Of course, um, you know, th- the the schedule demands that training takes a premium. And when I'm running in class, I can't just say, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to going to stop for a few hours and you know we're gonna i'm gonna kick out podcasts when you guys are are here training takes the forefront of all of that and um you know so things kind of get put on pause on the podcast front although i really love podcasting if you haven't noticed i really really enjoy it but uh first episode getting kicked out yesterday and in less than four hours less than four hours Got the podcast posted up, went out, started running some errands, started getting some things prepared because we're going to be hosting uh, Kay from Combat Studies Group. I'm going to be hosting him this coming week, uh, the remainder of this week through the weekend and into next week for his Ground Rod series. And uh, getting some stuff ready here at the Gorilla Camp to host him and facilitate him. And, you know, we're going to have a packed house here. This, this class is going to be huge. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be an opportunity for me to get caught up on a lot of stuff that I need to get done. And, um, he, you know, he's going to be running some incredible training, and it, it's I'm really looking forward to it. But I was running some errands yesterday and uh, got the podcast kicked out, got it posted up, and 1.1 thousand downloads in about four hours. That's wild. And it was double that for the listens. Double that for the listens. Because th- those are two separate metrics. You have people that uh, listen to the podcast and you have people who are downloading it. And that, you know, I tell you, it, it, that is an honor. That is an honor. That is an honor beyond words that this audience is just such a such an incredible one. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a really um, really really deep honor and, and a big blessing that we have such an incredible community that we have. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really touched by that. I, you know, all of it, the, the book sales, of course, got another book out, got another book out, which I want to touch on in this podcast, uh, the gorilla dispatch volume one. And it is a collection of short articles, shorter articles, you know, thousand words or so. Um, a lot of them are. A lot of it in, in volume one is blog posts that have been up for many, many years now, going back to uh, 2017, 11 September 2017. And what a crazy journey it has been since then. Back then, you know, I thought, man, if I get, 
you get a hundred people looking at my stuff a day, that that's I'm really doing something, you know. And and then all of a sudden, look at look at what this has turned into. Look at what it's done. And you know, I, I never getting into this. I never intended for it to ever really become a business. Once I, I began looking at it that way, uh, by by the grace of the Lord pushing me in that direction, guiding me in that direction. Um, then, you know, doors started opening up and it, that, that was, it was pretty incredible over the years. But, um, the whole, the whole project of the Gorilla Dispatch came out of a conversation that I had with a student, a, a longtime student of mine, someone that I've come to call a friend. And uh, I very, very much value his opinion and his wisdom. And um, he said, you know, have you ever thought about taking a lot of your old content and turning it into a book? And I said, no, you know, like that's, um, that thought never crossed my mind, you know. And and, and I was just being blunt about it, kind of almost, I don't want to say dismissive, but just, yeah, you know, okay. Um, I just don't think that that, that would be – who who would want to read that? And he said, well, I disagree. I think a lot of people would want to read it. And, um, you know, hey, man, it, it I started thinking about it kind of deep. And he said, think, think about it. Because if you think about the success and, and the, um, the embracement that the community has given your first book, you should do something to kick out more content and in print form, you know, as, as much as possible. And, uh, I started really thinking deep about that. And, and it was a big honor, um, that he was kind of, he was kind of telling me this. And then, uh, <coughs> so anyhow, uh, kicked it out, put it in there and, and, uh, had took some articles from, uh, contributors at AmericanPartisan.org, uh, good friends, you know, Mike Von Steuben, who, uh, with, with his company that I've been very, very happy to see grow, you know, that that's, he's, he's wrote good stuff. His articles on thermal mitigation, which is really cutting edge. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure this stuff out now and, um, put that content in there. Uh, historian with his articles on near vertical incidents, Skywave, which is the method to operate on HF. And so his five articles, which I think are the best that have ever been written on the topic, you know, you can, you can, especially if you're new to HF and, and, you know, like I was many, many years ago, you can read and read and read and, you know, there's, there's a lot of content out there that is really written for engineers and written by engineers and, um, you know, you can still not really get down to the brass tacks, but the way that, uh, my, I, I wrote an article that was kind of a good intro to it. And then the way that historian, uh, breaks down all of the things that go into it and, and kind of begins in a, uh, not so technical way and then gets into the technical end of it. And then even has equipment recommendations. And so, um, you know, and that that section right there was, was so incredible. And then, of course, there's weapons knowledge. There's small unit tactics knowledge that's in there. And so you, you've, you've got all these articles, man, that, that um, 
are, are all together. So it's kind of, you're getting this like almost anthology of, of short stories that, that, uh, you know, I pass it around to a couple of, uh, close friends before, before, it, you know, the launch and the formatting and everything. And, uh, they, they were really excited about it and it was very well received. And I'll tell you, it went live yesterday and with very little fanfare, very, very little fanfare, just a, a quick announcement. Hey, pff, you know, this thing is live on Kindle because the print version isn't, isn't quite out yet. I had to make some minor adjustments to the cover and, um, you know, so that it, it makes it a little easier in the printing process, but uh, 307 pages, 307 pages this thing is, and had over 150 books sold yesterday. Just a quick announcement. Hey, psh, I've got this new thing out there, right? 150 of those sold. It is live currently on Kindle, and the print version is going to be coming soon. And I had a bunch of people reach out to me and say, when is the print version going to be going to be out there? Because we want it. And, um, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. It, 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 it would be out now. It is a hundred percent my fault. Got kicked back, had a, had a little error in the cover design that I had to get corrected. And so now it is, it is back, um, it doing, doing the final edit and then it is going to get kicked out there. So, you know, possibly this afternoon, possibly tomorrow morning, but it will be out. Okay, it will be out. So no worries, no worries. But the Kindle version is definitely out there. And of course, the Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio is out as well. And this, this uh, the Dispatch. So this first edition is really just a recap of a, a lot of things that I've written over the years in a more digestible format. So you don't have to sit there and search for stuff and uh, relevant articles that, that other people have written, um, that, that are all together, but you don't have to search for this stuff. You can, you know, it's right there in one volume and you can reference this. And, uh, my aim is to, to make this a periodical. So it's, we're going to have the gorillas digest in volumes that are going to be coming out in the future. Right. So what my goal is, is, you know, I've got, a lot of content uh, over the years. I was kind of surprised because when I was looking through all this stuff, I have written almost 6,000 articles on you name it, uh, you name it and, and communications, survival, firearms stuff, um, you name it, man. And, and um, looking back at all that, you know, there, there is so much content in there, but this, this, the Gorilla's Digest is really open. Uh, I, I want to open the door to a lot of writers out there because little known story about how I got going was uh, before there was ever, you know, the Brush Peter blog or any of that stuff. There were other people who were writing, you know, underground newsletters and underground kind of. Um, you know, e-zines, magazines and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I, I was following some of these guys and I cut my teeth by writing a few articles on just simple stuff, man. How do you write a salute report? How do you write a salt report? Like this is stuff that, um, 
you know, in, in the infantry world or the combat arms world of, you know, dot mill, um, you know, with big green with, with the army or, or the Marine Corps, this is, this is stuff that is like one Oh one level tasks, but a lot of civilians don't really, they don't really understand why this is important. Right. And so I started out writing those articles and, uh, you know, life happens and, and things happen. And a lot of that stuff ended up going by the wayside and there was this gap in knowledge that needed to be put out there. And I always thought that the idea was really neat. But the thing is, is that subscription media is dying a slow death, right? It's dying a slow death. It, it's, I mean, how many people actually read physical magazines anymore? You know, I mean, there was a time like, like I had my subscription to, uh, you know, Soldier of Fortune for a long, 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 long time. Uh, I cut a whole lot of grass, raked a whole lot of stalls, stacked a whole lot of hay to be able to afford that that twenty four dollars a year or whatever it worked out to be, something like that. And um, you know that it, it, growing up as a kid, you know, and and having every issue from uh, August nineteen ninety six through uh, you know whenever whenever they the, it, the print media actually stopped. Which, uh, man, I think was like 07, 08, maybe. Nah, it was later than that. It was later. Than that. Anyway, I digress. But, um, you know, print media, actual like print magazine periodicals is kind of dying a slow death, right? Uh, because of the internet. People just aren't really subscribing to it. But, but, that being said, there is, there is a way forward when when people want that content in print but it has to it, it, you know it has to have the value there and um you know each volume my aim is over 300 pages you know 30 articles a lot of bang for the buck um you know over promise or or I, <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that uh un, under promise over deliver you know wow people with what you can do Right. Wow. People with what you can do and, and open that door to a lot of contributors, because I remember back in those days uh, when I started, I didn't get paid anything at all. It, it was just so cool to see an article that I wrote getting put out there. And it was like, man, oh, wow. You know, like, like my my words are getting out there. These guys that, that are already published authors. And, and that was so cool. Um, but here, here's an opportunity. All right, here's an opportunity. And just based on the sales, just based on the response, this is pretty incredible stuff, man. And uh, I, I think that it's a good opportunity for the community. Um, it, it's it's going to bring something that is of, of uh, lasting permanence to the community. Uh, it's it's going to be something that, that I personally want on my bookshelves. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's something that I think that, that uh, everybody out there, that reads it is going to get something of value from it. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I'm really happy to be kicking that out. But um, anyway, check out volume one. It's on Kindle. It is exclusive to Kindle. Um, there is a print version that will be out either later today or tomorrow at the latest. Again, I had to, to make some minor corrections to the cover and now it is fixed. It is off to the printers. Um, it's doing that final review process, which normally takes a few hours and uh, should be good to go. And look for that announcement. Look for that announcement. It's going to be going up. 
So anyhow, anyhow, with all of that said, a lot of excitement on this end, a lot of uh, stuff moving in the right direction on this end because, you know, we need it, right? We need it. The world needs it. The community needs it. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is look at the news and we see stuff's getting darker. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the time for training, the time for sharing that knowledge has never been higher, uh, or, or more important or more paramount than it is right now. You know, the, uh, the uproar over Tucker Carlson's January 6th tapes, uh, being released is rather interesting. I think that the timing is rather interesting one of the things that I think is most fascinating is McCarthy now kind of in the hot seat with McConnell. You know, Chuck Schumer and the statements that he made, the statements that some of the Democrats are making, um, all right, whatever. I, I mean, that doesn't really, that doesn't really matter. You, you kind of knew what they were going to say. But um, the statements that McConnell has made is kind of interesting because McConnell and McCarthy are, are kind of thick as thieves. I mean, they, they have uh, run deep with one another for a while now. Uh, you know, the, the, the D.C. sewer pipe runs deep uh, with those two. And um, I will say this. With McCarthy, it is a uh, welcome surprise that he is uh, at least making gestures in the right direction to the freedom movement, to the liberty movement, to the patriots. Uh, you know, I still have deep-seated reservations for him. I don't trust him. And I, I do have a, uh, a jaundiced view towards everything that comes out of the District of Criminals. And... You know, McCarthy is is uh, very much a fixture and a product of that. So, uh, you know, him releasing those tapes to Tucker Carlson, at, at a minimum, take it at face value, right? The machine is upset about that, right? The machine is upset about that because now they've been exposed. They've been caught red-handed. Um you know, the, the the plausible explanations I've seen come from the the uh, power structure apologists, uh, you know, those those uh, governments uh, mouthpieces that are out there, the ones that have degrees from Georgetown and Yale and MIT and, and you know, what have you uh, are no betters in, in the governance and that power structure, some of them offered plausible explanations. Oh, well, you know, the people that broke into the Capitol, they broke in there, but the the police wanted to de-escalate things. So they were just escorting them around. They were going to end up arresting them, right? Well, that's plausible, but I don't think that that's possible, right? And that narrative begins to fall apart and in a big way when we see the reaction on other ends. Now, what I talked about yesterday was, uh, you know, Ashley Babbitt was absolutely murdered. All right. She was absolutely murdered. That is without question. Okay. Now, was she individually targeted? Um, you know, like, like the guy that shot her, the Capitol police guy, you know, neck tattoo man and, and all that. 
which I have questions about what law enforcement agency on earth would hire a guy with uh, neck tattoos. That's, um, you know, that, that is an instant red flag of gang affiliation. I, I don't, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, not saying, uh, well, I, I am saying that ain't kosher. Um, but anyhow, that aside, do I think that, you know, Ashley Babbitt was, was, there was some like, Hey, you know, the dude woke up that day and said, Oh, I'm going to go shoot Ashley Babbitt. No, um, that, that would be kind of absurd to say, but he definitely targeted her knowing that looking around, there were agents provocateur in that crowd and in and around her. And knowing that undercover operations and clandestine operations, those agents provocateur will normally be wearing something, right? Like the color of the day. They'll have some sort of marker on them. And I believe that it is well within the realm of possibilities to say that those agents of the Capitol Police both uniformed and ununiformed, were read on to this entire thing before it happened. There's so much evidence here now. There is so much evidence that's overwhelming. This thing was staged. Right? This thing was absolutely staged. There is a serious layer of complicity here that we need to get to the bottom of that we need to uncover. Every person that was on the January 6th committee, whether they are still in Congress or have been dismissed by we the people, need to be held account. Now, you'll probably say, and are probably saying under your breath, who's going to do that? To that, I don't have an answer. I agree. I agree. But it is our duty to point out that we have a dual system of justice. It is our duty to point out that the United States has political prisoners. We have a duty as the fourth estate, the non-corporate aligned fourth estate, the real fourth estate, to point this out. Had the roles been reversed, had it been a leftist insurrection, like the one that happened during Trump's inauguration, where BLM set fire to churches, to businesses, destroyed things in the Capitol, that really was an insurrection. That's not the one that anybody wants to talk about. But if those agents provocateur, if those quote-unquote domestic terrorists, as the patriots have been called and have been labeled, including yours truly, if it had been leftists that would be held without due process, still, still, what then? What then? 
If the shoe was on the other foot, what would the left do? Think about that. I think by looking at the actions in Atlanta, it's pretty obvious. Now, at this point, I know that a number of you are probably also saying, well, what are we going to do? This is what you'll do. This is your path forward. Connect with people in your local infrastructure. You cannot, I say again, you cannot expect D.C. to change. You can't control what goes on up there. The level of corruption is deep. It's only going to get deeper. And sad to say, it's not going to get fixed. All right. We are on a path to a cataclysm. Both China and Russia have client states south of our border. There is a full-blown border invasion that is occurring right now. Many of their actors are invading. We have a crisis of accidents, suspicious quote-unquote accidents that are occurring. Right? The symphony of destruction. Go back and review the Red Dawn in America episodes that I recorded. I need to do a follow-up to those. Just to kind of bring us to the present. Right? China and Russia have their fingers all over that. Meanwhile, we're toiling away in Ukraine. Did you ever think when the, the NAFO types say that we're sapping their strength, we're sapping the Russian strength in Ukraine. Did you ever think that maybe we were sapping our own? Maybe that's their strategy. Maybe the Russians are doing that. China hasn't necessarily formally entered the battle space yet. They're not going to get tied up in Ukraine. They may send some material. They have been sending some material, according to my sources. Well, they're more focused on Taiwan, war on two fronts. But they're not going to fight that war, tearing out the pages of Sun Tzu. They're not going to fight that war until they know they've won. There's minimal resistance. And that's going to kick off the Chinese New Century. What's going to happen here in the United States? We don't have the manufacturing capability to keep up. That's well documented. It's well known. We're facing a financial crisis, and a pretty bad one. Jerome Powell yesterday, for Congress, called it out. These are things that have been pointed out by people who are a lot smarter in economics than I am. But the writing's on the wall, right? Fifth principle of patrolling, common sense. Common sense says you can't be in a mountain of debt and expect to spend your way out of that debt. Doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. Right. If you don't think that Russia and China, Nicaragua, Cuba, Colombia now, Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil now. If you don't think that they are going to take full advantage of the situation. Because their long term stated goal is to collapse 
what they call the Yankee imperialist empire. It's all well documented if you pay attention to what they've said over the years. If you don't think that they are making strong motions towards this occurring, you're wrong. That requires you to be personally prepared, personally well-trained, and interact at the local most level. I cannot stress that enough. For the folks who, who run around out there and say, you know, we're going to change stuff. And we're going we're gonna to go to D.C. We're going to hold up signs. And I'm going to walk around with my AR-15 strung across my chest. To do what? To do what? Have you not paid attention to the past decade? That doesn't really get you anywhere. Okay, it's just circular. Now, if you want to do that, knock yourself out. Understand that that's not getting us anywhere. Okay? But if you want to do that, go knock yourself out. You ain't going to see me doing it. I'm busy out here training people in real-world skills. Offering up actual solutions. The local most level. That's how you win. That's how the left got to where it got today. The, the school board meetings, right? the school boards, the corruption of the public schools never ever would have occurred. None of this would have ever occurred had conservatives not turned a blind eye to what happens at the local most level. Had they paid attention to local politics as well as national level politics, none of these things would have happened. But instead, we focused on big objectives and long-term stuff. Meanwhile, the left corrupted the institutions that took advantage of the gap that was afforded. We have to take that gap back. The only way that you do that is getting engaged in local politics and being ready to respond when the left comes calling. That's the way that this stuff works. That's the way that it has always worked and that's the way that it's going to continue to work. You have to be an asset to your community, not a detriment. Let them be the ones that want to burn the world down. By their hands, they destroy their own cause. The militant left, Antifa, and the likes are the biggest asset to freedom-loving Americans. Why? Because they self-destruct. They self-destruct. They have long-term objectives. I don't think that they're going to be able to achieve them in the United States. Doesn't mean that they're not going to try. But you have to be ready for the time when they do. Anyway, with that said, folks, get out, do something productive. Combat Studies Group is going to be here in North Carolina teaching the ground rod courses. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Brushbeater.org slash training calendar. You can see all of the dates that are up on the calendar 
and uh, you know, going forward, as I talked about in yesterday's episode, uh, going forward into the fall, there's going to be dates that are added up. Um, probably early April, I'm going to have that finalized, and so the calendar for the remainder of the year is going to be up. And uh, from there, it's going to be set in stone. Um, you know, the the uh, quote unquote private classes, and and you know, that's. Um, you know, it's the dates are on the calendar. Those are the ones. Those are the courses that are being run. Make it to those. Um, you know, it's see is what it is, All right? Anyhow, with that said, folks, thank you for making this podcast such an incredible experience. Um, sharing it, liking it. Blasting it out over social media, getting those download numbers just completely off the chain uh, by anybody's expectations. Really, really incredible. We beat the censors. We're going to continue to beat the censors. We're back with a vengeance. And this is the crowd, the doers, the people who are actually making a difference in the world. And I'm really, really excited to watch it all happen and to be part and parcel of this wonderful movement. God bless, stay safe, train hard, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.